You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, Yom Kippur is almost here. Rosh Hashanah is the Shabbos, and of course, Yom Kippur is just a week after that. So here's a question that comes up all the time. It's of the truest question. Maybe this year it has relevance again, because maybe there are people who should be fat, who should not be fasting, who want to fast in Yom Kippur. And here you see Chokham Avadi in the Kabbalah that says, Kola Shrofim Mumchim Omrim, Shim Yitzadeh B'Yom HaKippurim, Kayam Chshash, Yechpad Cholav, Cholav, Yavoli De Sakana. They tell me, look, you, you might get, this could hurt you. You might be the Sakana if you fast. Bachor Tzel is Chasen Machmir Al-Atzmo. Bachor says he wants to. He knows what they're saying, but he wants to fast. But I know B'Yom HaKippurim. This is what I want to do. Can we let him fast? So, um, Rav, Rav Chokhmavani starts with the Rambach. It says, Pikuach Nefesh is so important that the Mishpatea Torah, the Rambam says, they're not the Kama, they're not the Dumim, they're not to say, you must listen to me. You must listen to what I have to say. When we, when we violate halacha, which is not really a violation to save our lives, we are emphasizing, the Rambam says, is quoting this Rambam, that the mitzvot are about rachamim and shalom. Look what the Rambam says, people who don't think that's what the Torah is. The Eloa apikursim sha'orim there were people out there, people who felt you can't be Machal Shabbat at all, even if you're going to die. And you can't be Machal Yom Kippur, you have to eat, even if you die, you, you, you don't fast, you fast on Yom Kippur. The Rambam knew about such people. And he says, if someone doesn't, Aleyim HaKotov in there, They think my mitzvahs are not good. They don't live by them. They don't understand that they're apiklarsim. Similarly, the Ramban says that if a person could save his life and decides to be from, it's different, the Ramban says, than let's say you want to be a chosid. Like there were many Baliatos vote and others, and you know about this, Dr. Kogan, we know there is an opinion in the Rishonim. The Rambam doesn't agree with this opinion, but the Ramban mentions it, and it's mentioned by the Baliatosis, by the Rizar and other places, that in Ksuvot, that if there are people that want to be Machmer on, on Kiddush Hashem. They don't have to. It's not a Shas Hashma. It's not one of the Gimavir's Hamurot, but because of who they, um, because they have, um, they, they feel their station in the community, they're going to give up their lives. There is such an opinion in Allah, but the Rambam rejects it. The Ramban knows about it. But he says, that would only apply if somebody was, you wanted to do a Kiddush Hashem. You want to do a Kiddush Hashem, then you're trying to Kiddush Hashem when you don't have to. But you want people to know how important this mitzvah is that you're willing to die for it and the person is going to kill you if you don't do it. 
But that's different when you're ill. In fact, that's what the Pesach says. But to Noah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you for for for, for suicide. It's your, you think, oh, you're dead, and you think you're exotic. No, God is gonna punish you for you dying stupidly. In fact, the Ramban quotes to Yerushalmi, that Yerushalmi says that if, if, that, um, if a person asks a chacham, if, if, if he needs to be machali and keeper from Bikuach Nefesh, why? Because you're asking, the, you, you go ask the chacham, give the guy food. It could be by the time you went to the chacham and back, Yerushalmi says, the guy might die. Don't ask any questions. Feed him. So that is the, um, that is what Kochel Abadi said. There doesn't seem to be any question here. However, it's interesting, and this has to do with my class that I gave last night. Shula was there for it. Others, you can find it on, on the podcast. Um, the father of the Avni Nezer, was from Zev Nochum of Biala. Uh, Dabne was, of course, from Abram Bornstein of Sochachov, but his, his father was Rabzev Nochem. Rabzev Nochem was also asked about a question about someone who wanted to be Machmir, who didn't want to eat, uh, trade, I think it was, was the question. That was the, that was the question. I think he didn't want to eat trade. The doctors told him, that he needs to drink, I guess, camel milk or something like that. And and he needs that. And can the Chola say, no, I can't put that drink into my mouth. So that was the question that the Avnidezer's father was dealing with. And um, he mentions the fact that there were many tzaddikim who didn't go to doctors at all. But in, as we talked about last night in our fear, didn't even use doctors. So therefore, he says, um, if the chola doesn't want to go to the doctor, give him achmer. So therefore, According to this, he doesn't even have to listen to the doctor. So therefore, he says, <laughs> he says a big chidush. He says, the ish tzaddik shalot If there's some tzaddik, he doesn't want to drink the camel milk. He says, look, I trust God in this. God didn't tell me to do it. The Novi didn't tell me to do it. A Rebbe didn't tell me to do it. Even though normally he does take with clothes, he doesn't consider himself a tzaddik. So therefore, he says, the person might have a right not to listen. Um, and therefore, he says, the whole, if the whole really is a tzaddik, he can be so mechandi and the Ramban that we talked about last night. 
especially if we're talking about is an internal illness. We talked about this yesterday. The difference between they don't know what it's talking about. Some sort of infection that's arisen. So it's right. That's what the thing is. You can say that he does not want to um, sum him on the doctor, especially if that's what it is. Um, and he says, that was what the Abnezer's father wrote. So, Rokhav Abadi knew everything. Quotes this Shuvah. And he says, he says, he says, the people who feel they don't need doctors, if they, they feel they're tzaddikim, he says, that would a Luchora say a person, look, I've got an internal illness. I'm not depending on the doctor. I'm waiting for God to heal me. I'm not going to eat on him people because it's only a doctor who's talking. So Chokhamavag says, maybe you could want to use that shuta that a big, a, a big Talmud Chokhamavag said. And he quotes another great Talmud Chokhamavag. was the rub in a city called Broad. We've talked about it. Lemberg abroad, it's the same city. And um, he wrote the following, and I'm going to show you that right here. Boy McCluger, and you can see how, how great Chokham Avadi says, how Chokham Avadi knew everything. Uh, he was able to quote so much. So let me show you what he says here. Everybody can see the see what we see what I'm having here. Mm-hmm. Shlomo Kluger was asked from Rabbi Yisrael Halprin. I'm not sure what city this is. Me, it could be it's a mistake here. Maybe it's broad. Maybe it's not. I don't think so. I think he was abroad. Baden Baden, it might be. I'm not sure. I don't even know what city we're talking about. But anyway, this is what happened. This was a uh, a, a it was a during the cholera epidemics that, you know, there were six or seven of them. I'm not sure how many. I was reading recently a book about pandemics. I'm not sure how many cholera epidemics there were, how many that were unleashed. It's definitely one of the one of the worst things that have been unleashed in the world. And there's been many of them. My grandfather, the Shalom, died uh, from one of them. But we know that it was rampant in Europe in so many places. The cholera epidemic, as he calls it, the Pesach Chalira. Anyway, what happened was, this was the question. It was Tishabah. And the Rabbonim said, not the fast. The Rabbonim said, don't fast on Tishabah. Okay? Now, um, and there was a certain person that was Machmir, and he fasted on Tishabah. He fasted anyway. So, um, the question is, does he need tshuva? Does he need to fast now? Now maybe the Kaura left the town. And he has to fast for not listening to the Rabbon. Um, so Rafumal Kugar says they were right. And he said, I was asked a question from the city of Dovna about this. And in fact, he says it came They sent it special delivery. Delivery from Dubna to Brod. 
about what they should do on Tisha B'Av. And I showed them that there's a difference in Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur. That if the cholera epidemic, what did this mean? Let me explain it better. It's not like people were in a hospital room. Doctors felt that you needed to be happy, you needed to be strong, you needed to have fresh air, and you needed your body to be as resistant as possible. Now, they did not know that the epidemic was caused by um, a lack of hygiene from the water and others. I don't know if I'm speaking correctly, Dr. Kogan, Sheila, maybe other people know exactly what cholera spread by. But I think it, it, it spread through, through, through fecal material and through, and, and through liquid and, and other stuff like that. And that's what the problem was. They didn't realize it then. So the doctors at the time felt that what's going to, you're going to be able to resist cholera is if you, if you are not hungry and if you're strong. And if you, and that's why, of course, the famous, you know, Rabbi Strauss during the cholera epidemic, uh, talked about what to do on Yom Kippur. We'll talk about that maybe a different time. But this was on Atishabov in the city of Zul. So they said that, um, don't fast on Tishabov. However, Rafaim Kluger said, if somebody wants to be Machmer and fast on Yom Kippur, we're not going to tell people they have to fast. But if individuals on Yom Kippur want to fast during the power epidemic, it's mutter, for Shoy McCougar said, al In fact, he said, In fact, a, a person who wants to show people should be machmer. But if it's Tishabov, which is in the Rabban, and it's Asr Lachmer. Because there's a chashash of a sakon. Now remember, we're not talking about someone that, again, they, they weren't sure. But the best medical advice they could give was to not, was to eat. That's what was going on then. But it's interesting, Roshloi McCluger says here, and you can see Chacham found this chuba, where he says Yom Kippur is different than Tishabov. Not every, put it this way, if you want to listen to the doctors on Yom Kippur, you have a right to. But if an individual wants to be Malchmer on Yom Kippur, he can. In fact, he says, but on Tisha B'av not. On Tisha B'av, you have to go the other way. He says, because on, on Tisha B'av, I, I don't want anybody even taking any chances. I mean, a Kholim should be fasting, should be eating openly. And obviously, he says, um, he says, mm-hmm. if, if, if people, have, in other words, how did they know? People died from cholera. So if, no one, if people, if, if there hasn't been a cessation of deaths for 30 days, so it's called a suffix if someone would come in 30 days, it hasn't been 30 straight days that no one has died, 20 days, but it hasn't been 30 straight days, and there was cholera in the city, we would tell them to fast. What, well, now we're going to tell them, right? And now, right? We're not, we're, we're not going to talk. Nobody needs truth. The person 
We're not going to say if you if, if, if you fasted, I'm sorry, if you ate, then you need tshuva. No one's going to say that at all. And therefore, he says, for sure, when it comes to Nisra the Rabbanon, because we say, Isurim are mutter in Isurim the Rabbanon. Not just mutra, 100% mutter when it comes to Isurim the Rabbanon and any chash of Bikuach Nefesh, that Avera doesn't apply. The Isur Takonis Chachamim to fast on Tishabab doesn't apply at all. And therefore, it's a suffix. For sure, there's no question that everybody did the right thing by fasting. Whoever was machmer was 100% wrong in that case. Now, however, you can see from Rishwain Lakugar that that's not the case when it comes to Yom Kippur. Now, I just want to, this is an interesting historical document. So I want to just point out here, he said that here in broad, I told everybody to fast on Tisha B'Av. Because the cholera epidemic had not yet spread to broad yet. It was in Dobna, but it was not in broad. So Roshon Mukugar was the Avezdin. He was not the rogue of the city. But he was still, and you can imagine this was this made trouble. <laughs> the rub of the city was Rabbi Yaakov Horowitz, uh, Yaakov of, 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 of Landau, Rabbi Yaakov of Landau, uh, not Rabbi Yaakov of Landau, um, um, I forgot his first name, he was the Knight of Yudah's grandson, Yad HaMelech. And Hashem Kugar had a lot of problems with him. But he was poskening, maybe independently, that people should not, should fast on, on Tisha B'Av. Why? Because it hadn't yet happened yet. There was nobody, the car epidemic was in some neighboring town, but it hadn't yet spread. So, the total Nobody got sick. Even there were people who weren't, didn't feel so well. I told them, listen, we don't have any, it hasn't yet spread here. We have no recorded cases. I told people, even people who were weak, I told them, try to fast. Why? Because there's people out there who want to be makeup, who don't want, who want to say, yes, it's a, we have to be worried. It's in a city 40 kilometers away. We've got to be mafia here too. No, Mishra Kugar felt those people were Kalim. And therefore, he said people should fast when it comes to Tisha B'Av. They didn't feel sick afterwards is all. Even the sick people. And if there was somebody who didn't fast, I was upset. In Berdichev, there was the epidemic. And the people in Berdichev weren't fasting. It's got to be where you're, where you are now. He says, And so far, broad, it hasn't broken out yet. And therefore, It's dish above. We're going to treat it like a real dish. And the fact that we fasted will be a protection for us. But he's so slow, no, the mech so mugging. Ah, but if you ask him, over by you, 
You have it over there? You have the cowder there? Of course, no one should have fasted. And thereupon, let's hope next year everything will be with Sosim Simcha, and Alavitzia, and Arena, etc. So here's a formal cougar not being such a scientist, not and the whole world not knowing how disease spreads, but clearly distinguishing between Yom Kippur and Tishaba. On this, Kochamavadia takes him to task. Kochamavadia says. That um, let's see where he brings it. Hagon Rafuma Kluger. That's the way the Chafetz Chaim, by the way, always referred to him. Gaon Rafuma Kluger. He says, "Mechila Kvot Tirasam." I beg, I beg Mathila, they're very big Tamir HaGonim, but they're wrong. Tamarim Tamuim, what they're saying sounds wrong. And then he brings all these Akronim, the Radvaz, and others, that if there's a suffix Akronim, the doctors are saying, if you're Machmir, you're also Mechuyim Misu, not just a Vaday Sakonim, even with a suffix Akronim. And he says, you can't use that Ramban and that Ebed Ezra because they were only talking about a time before, when there were still Nevi'im. When there were still Nevi'im, people could live on a high madrig and say, I don't need doctors. But definitely you can't. And, and Ebed Ezri says, anyway, you can't. He wasn't a Rishon, like he's a Parshan and Chumash. You can't use him. And, and he says, therefore, um, it's clearly usur to fast. And Chacham says, Sikum, you need to listen to the doctors and you need to eat. Now, and if there's any chola who's machmir, not only did, wasn't he from, he's going to be punished. What we need to do is to speak to these people and explain to them. Because clearly, you knew that many people were like this. I have to tell you, I, many, many years ago, uh, I was, uh, it was when my father-in-law died. That was 1989, I believe. Um, was it 1989? I think so. I think, I think it was 1989, or it might have been, uh, maybe it was, it was earlier, 1987. It was, it was early. We weren't married that long. And we went to, uh, so I, was, I wasn't even, I don't even know if I was 30 years old. Yet. I don't think so. But I remember I was davening in Shul on Yom Kippur because my father-in-law died on the 8th of Tishrei. Uh, and the, the Leviah was on the 9th. It was Erev Yom Kippur. Erev Yom Kippur. And I davened Yom Kippur in a Shul and a person came over to me and told me his grandmother is fasting. And he's very, very worried. So I, I went over to her and spoke with her for about 45 minutes. Of course, she, I, I looked quite young, and I had to convince her that I was a rabbi and that I knew what I was talking about. And I spent a long time trying to tell her how important it is to eat. She couldn't walk to shul 
but there was no way she wasn't going to eat. I have to tell you that when I spoke to that woman, I knew that my grandmother had been the same way. So many times, there's so many people who are machmir, that they will be machmir in this nekuda. And that really brings us to Rav Unterman. Rav Unterman was another chief rabbi. We talked about Machmabad, who was the Rishon Zion. Rav Unterman was the Rava Roshi for the Ashkenazim. Um, Till 1973, from 63 to 73. Rabbi Gorin, who we talked about a couple last week or two weeks ago, uh, took over from him. So, um, I want to read to you from the schools for Wunterman, who was, I think, the Rav in Liverpool in England. Uh, later, he became the Rav in Tel Aviv. And then he became the Rabbi Roshi. Uh, and he was the Rabbi Roshi until 1983. And he um, was the first Rabbi Roshi of the Ashkenazim that wanted to, um, well, he wanted to uh, continue. He, 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 according to the uh, government, I think it was, uh, you have 10 years to be the Rabbi Roshi. And he wanted to continue from 80, he wanted to continue from 73 on. And uh, he was voted out. And Rav Gorin was the one who became the Rav in his place. Um, so let me show you what Rav Unterman said. Rav Isri Yehuda Unterman. He says, Yom Kippur is more homer than any of the Moadim Shabbatov. And all the other Moadim, Malach is a lot. Yom Kippur, Malach is Paris. But we know what makes Yom Kippur so different, besides the fact you can't do Malach on Yom Kippur, is they have to fast. Now, it says in the Apostle, we need some of this Now, of course, Yom Kippur has something else, which is what else does Yom Kippur have? Pashrosh and Kedusha Batara. Yom Kippur is a day of incredible Kedusha and Tara. According to one, according to the Shutta Brevi. In fact, Torah Shabbat teaches us that Yom Kippur is, the, is when the din is everybody gets their psaq. The last day of series of Yom People, in fact, on Yom Kippur, you find, he says, everybody takes Yom Kippur seriously more than any other holiday. Even though there's people the rest of the year, they're not from at all. They're mezals and mitzvos. They don't keep Shabbos. But many of those same people keep Yom Kippur fast. And they actually don't do Malach on Yom Kippur either. And they spend the whole day in Shul, B'Tvilot, B'Avir Shantarat HaNefesh, B'Tzron Again, we see this every single year. He says, but there's something very interesting about Yom Kippur, and I want to know why. Pikuach Nefesh is one of the most carnal principles of the Torah. The Mishnah says, and you eat on Yom Kippur, as we all know, so Chachmavadi quoted. But he says, we always find, not just the one Chachmavadi was talking about, the whole Yom Kippur, there's a lot of people that are ill, you tell them to eat, hey, Metash, just like that grandmother wanted to do. Just like my grandmother did. They said, no, I'm fasting. 
even though you tell them, and the Rabbanim say that it's mutter eat, it's a mitzvah to eat, chovah to eat, they still fast anyway. He says, not, it's only not this bubba, like my grandmother who never went to a yeshiva. Or, 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 although she had a, a, a father who was a Talmud Falcom and a Malamid, but it's not just people who don't know the Allah. It says, even Yodei Torah, Nivonim, but when it's, it comes to them, now that they're ill, they've learned it. They've learned every source we've seen here. Still, they show a stubbornness, which from Unterman doesn't understand. And even though other Chachamim try to explain to them, they have all these excuses why they're going to continue to fast. What is it? He says, I was here in Tel Aviv, where he was the chief rabb, uh, here. He says there was a Nadmor, Shitzayin Betor Vachasidut. It was a, a certain tzaddik, a certain rebbe, I'm not sure who he's talking about, who he's talking about the Osher Rebbe. Who was a, who was a, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't want to say. There was many. Tel Aviv used to be full of Rabbanim and Shtiblach, as you know. That's where the, all the big shuls were and everything. I don't know when that stopped exactly, but it started to stop, I guess, in the, at the end of the 60s when Yerushalayim became uh, um, reconnected. Tel Aviv started losing its Hashivas. But there were so many big people who lived in Tel Aviv. And it was Oivar Hashem the Kokocho. But one Yom Kippur, the Rope said, and the Rope himself was a Shemer Das, that the Rebbe can't fast. Um, I tried to speak to this Rebbe. And we talked about other tzaddikim who didn't fast, like Rishon Salvanter and others, who ate on Yom Kippur. But that Rebbe fasted all day. It's what? I, I don't understand why it's happening. What is it about? So this is a question that Chacham Avadia didn't deal with. Chacham Avadia said, Chacham Avadia also seemed to know that it was happening. We need better Hezber. Rav Unterman, years before Chacham Avadia wrote that tshuva, wanted to figure out psychologically what's going on. Is there a basis in it? So he says, you could say the reason is like this. People are worried on Yom Kippur because they're going to be, they want to be Zoha the Mishpah. So they don't want it to be that on the day that they get their final psak, they did something which is technically halachically wrong. But he says, that can't really explain it. Because I'll tell you, there's another thing you can't do on Yom Kippur. You can't do Malacha on Yom Kippur. And there's an Onish Kores. And I've never found someone who wasn't going to not do Malacha because it's Yom Kippur. There's something about not eating that somehow people have a mental block and it's spread in an incredible way. What is going on here that there's a sense that people in Kuala Yisrael have that they shouldn't eat on Yom Kippur no matter what? So, Rav Unterman did some research, which Rocha Mavadia doesn't mention, at least not here, he probably mentions it somewhere else. But this is in the, in, in the Elio Rabba, uh, the Dayan of Prague, quotes from the Sefer Piske Rekanti. The Rekanti was a Makubah, but he was close to the Baleatosmos. And he quotes the Riva, one of the Baleatosmos, that the Riva was sick on Yom Kippur, and the doctors told him, 
Here's the situation, Riva. I think it's Rabbi Yitzchok ben Avram. They said, if you don't eat, you're going to die. Now, if you eat, you still might die. But if you don't eat today, you're definitely going to be dying. The Riva said, it's Bari Vishama. You, you, you're, not, you're not telling me that if I'm eat, I'm going to live and I'm not going to be sick anymore. You're telling me I still might die if I eat. I'm not eating. And he died. And then the Rikanti wrote, that he did the right thing. So now we have another case, just like that Reb in Tel Aviv. We have a person who died because he fasted on Yom Kippur and he felt he did the right thing. Now, the Achronim couldn't believe this. And they tried to explain it. Rav Chaim ben Venishti in the Knesset Sagdola wrote that it seems like he holds that your person has a right to be machmir if he wants to be true. Um, the person has a right to. A person uh, has a right to do it. And especially when the doctor told him the doctor didn't say that he's going to live. The, the doctor was misupic. So therefore, he was machmi. Because he held, just like a tzaddik has a right to be machmi, he held he could be machmi. Um, but we know that's not true. The way Rav himself says, that's a, he told him, he responds from Chaim ben Venishti, the Knesset Agdol. He says, the rofe never says, think about it, the rofe never says you're definitely going to live. The rofe says you're in a bad shape. You'll die if you don't get this. The rofe doesn't know 100% that you're going to live if you do eat this. That's always the way people have ambitions. So that's not a good answer. So what is the answer for the Riva? Why did he fast and die? So the Leorava says, because he was anyway so close to death he was a fight with the sukkin. It was almost clear that, that, that he wasn't going to live. One second. But that's still wrong. The doctor, yes, he's a fight with the sukkin, but the doctor said there's a chance he can live, live longer if he eats. Why did he give up his life? We know the Gemara says that even if there's a, a suffix of a suffix of a suffix, you do whatever you can to live. So, Rav Unterman is going to try to suggest something else. Nero Niazdaiti Lomar Hashara Chadosha. So he's going to try to explain the Riva, and this will also explain why Rav Unterman says so many people are so stubborn about fasting on Yom Kippur, even though they're told by doctors. This could endanger their life. On Yom Kippur is different than any of the other Yom Tovim in Parshas Emor. In all the other Yom Tovim, it says, It's all in one Pasuk. What is it that defines the Mikra Kodesh? Don't do Malacha. What makes the day holy? You're not doing Malacha. That's the Kedusha of the day. By Yom Kippur, HaKadosh Baruch Hu split it into two psukim. One pasuk says Mikra Kodesh, and the next pasuk says Kol Malochim Leitasu. So Rav Unterman is Machadish. 
That shows you that Yom Kippur is different than the other Yom Tovim. Yom Kippur, the essence that makes it Mikra Kodesh is because of the fasting. Right? He says, for example, even when it comes to Pesach, what makes Pesach holy is not that you're not eating comments. The day has Kedushin itself. But what makes the Kedusha of Yom Kippur and Yom Kodosh was fasting. So therefore, um, it's possible if you don't fast, the day doesn't have Kedusha. Rav Unterman now goes on and says there was a time that nobody fasted on Yom Kippur. You know when that was, right? That was in the time of Shlomo on the way. In fact, the Gemara Maid Kutten describes it. In the name of Rabbi Yochum. Why? Because Shlomo Melech, seven days before Sukkot, was the inauguration of the first base of Mikdash. He made a Chag of Shivas Yomim. And then the seven days of Sukkot was 14 days. So everybody ate. They ate Korbonos. They were worried, maybe, maybe there's something wrong with what we did. Maybe God is going to destroy us. Abbasco came out and said, That's a Gemara. Now, why didn't they, why didn't they do Yom Kippur? Because they needed to eat. Why? Because everybody was bringing korbanos and they were eating shlomim. Right? They were eating shlomim. And, and, and eating the Andat Yom Kippur, they were eating Korbanos and feeling the fact that this was the Shechina was with them in the Beis HaMikdash. Now, Rav Unterman wants to know. They didn't eat. We know that. People didn't fast. Was it a Yom Kippur, though? Did the day have Kedushas Yom Kippur? For example, could you do Malacha? Was it like non-Yom Kippur at all? But could you go and do malacha if you didn't need to? Right? Um, for, and what about, did the Kohen Gadol go into the Kodesh HaKadoshim? Did the Kohen Gadol go into the Kodesh HaKadoshim on that day? Right? Was there a Sar Azazel on that day? He says, I've looked in the Rishonim and the Achronim. I didn't find anybody speak about it. Whether, what it was like. He says, I did find one Achron, Rav Aryeh was the Rav in Plutsk, he says that um, what was mutter was only Ochel Nefesh Malachas. In other words, Yom Kippur became like, like Rosh Hashanah. That's what Rav Aryeh says. That Yom Kippur, they were able to do whatever Malachas they needed. They couldn't do Malachas that wasn't connected. So there was a little bit of a Kedusha there. Um, Rav Unterman says he found the Medrash in Bereshus Rava, not in Vayikra, that says they were madlik neiros on that those days. It says they were happy and they lit neiros. So it sounds like they even did malachas that weren't relevant to Ochel Nefesh. Anyway, he says you see, it was probably they didn't do anything that day. Why? 
because the whole Kedusha was the Tzom. And therefore, there was no fasting. There was no Mikra Kodesh. Rav Lunterman wants to say that year, they didn't, the Kohen Gadol didn't go with Nevel with him. They didn't send the Sar Mishnah out. They didn't bring the Dhamma part of the Dhamma Sar that year either. And that's why they were worried. That's why they thought maybe we didn't get Kapara this year. Look, they, the, the, obviously, Shlomo Amelach and Sanhedrin told them they should eat. Shlomo Amelach and Sanhedrin told them they did the right thing by, by not fasting and by having the Karbonus. But maybe, what were they worried about? Yes, I have a right to eat. It's a mitzvah to eat, a chovah to eat. But you know what you're missing if you don't have your Yom Kippur? You don't fast, you're missing something. Maybe what they're missing is kapara for their Averis of the whole year. Afalpish and Bezdin. Paskuki Yom Kippur Nidcha. Bezdin said, no Yom Kippur this year. It's not an Averis. But they were worried, did we get Slich and Kapara, though? That's why the Baskal said you get Chayol Mavo. Not because they ate on Yom Kippur. Of course, they were told by Shlomo Melech and the Bezdin to eat on Yom Kippur. This is a big Kiddush that he said. The, the Baskal was there to say Yom Kippur worked anyway. That even though there was no Yom Kippur, there was no Tzom, you're still going to get Ayol Mavo. And you're still tar from the Averis. But you see, they were Mesupik. They were masupit. They weren't sure. And therefore, now let's talk about the revolt. Because maybe when you eat on Yom Kippur, even though you have a right to eat and a mitzvah to eat, but maybe Yom Kippur doesn't work for you. Maybe your Averis are not taken care of. The special, what Yom Kippur works, does not work for a guy he had a mitzvah to eat. Just like the Kval Yisrael was worried. Now, I, what about the fact that it, the Basel came out and told them they're all getting, they're all getting Oyelam Habla. But that's because it was the whole Tzibur. And it was a big, it was a big Kiddush Hashem that nobody ate. Because everybody was, 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 was relishing and reveling in the fact that the Shechina is with us. But if you have a guy, Nebuch, because he's got some sort of heart condition or something, is eating, what sort of Kiddush Hashem is there? Nobody sees it. He goes home in his room and eats his sandwich. Maybe he's missing the kapara. And could be that's why the Riva was Masupik. He saw that he was coming to the end of his life. He wanted to go out of this world, Noki, from any Avera. Okay, he lived along. He lived long enough. To, that was the last day of his life. But he wanted to make sure that he got kapara that day. Even though it was mutter to eat. That's what he was worried about. That's what he meant, because he said, if I fast, I know Yom Kippur is going to work. If I don't fast, I'm not sure. It worked for Klau Yisrael in the time of Shlomo but maybe it doesn't work for me. And that's why that's why what he did has some halachic basis. 
So maybe this is why Rotterman says so many people B'nai Torah even though you tell them a hurrah, you should eat B'kuach Nefesh, they are stubborn. You know why? Because maybe just like the Riva and Klau Yisrael, underneath their, in their subconscious, Tachas Nesafa Kara Konenet Gam Daga It rests some fear even in them Maybe, maybe I'm not going to get kapara. Maybe that we feel that. And the reason is, what they're worried about is their cheshbaranefesh, their neshama. And even though there's a tzad sofeg, they say, I, I want to make sure I get sleep. So what do we need to do? What did Chacham Abadi say? Explain to them. You know what you have to explain to them? This point. Speak to that element in their subconscious and say, you're gonna, you are gonna get kapara. Don't worry, you're gonna get kapara just like everybody else. And if you tell them that, then they'll agree and you won't have to, they will eat. Because you, that is what's probably bothering their neshamas, why they feel they need to eat even though they're, they, they know, they know learning. That's the Kiddush Ravuntaman. The rest of what Ravuntaman writes here, I'm going to share with you because I think it's a good message in these days right before Rosh Hashanah. He says, it's worthwhile to deal with the ill on Yom Kippur. If you know there's somebody ill who you think might be fasting, the Rav should leave his big position of Mizrach and go visit that bull in his house and make sure he's eating to try to convince them that they should listen to the doctors. Because that's what the halacha is. The doctor says, maybe you can get worse. Now, it doesn't mean that they're going to die if they don't eat. But their situation might be worse. It's true. They'll live a little bit afterwards. But their body got weaker. And he says, I speak to doctors all the time and they explain to me. When a person has a heart condition, a lung condition, he has an issue with his, with his intestinals, with his intestines, a, a kidney issue. So he clearly is not well. And he, he could definitely become a death's door in some time in the future. Why? Because he says the body is always fighting the illness and the in, and, and your and the antibodies and the strength that your body has to, to 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 protect it. When one of those things gets weak, the illness becomes strong, and you never know what event can make and give the illness the upper hand, which will bring the person and take that person in those steps to death, and that event could be fasting on your Kippur. Trying to push himself on Yom Kippur might be the event that weakens the body, that it loses its defenses. He says, you know what I hear these people telling me? Last year I fasted. I've had this heart condition for years. I've been a diabetic for years. I've had this for years. I fasted. Look at me. I'm alive. What do you think? 
you think that you won. He says, the fact that you're alive doesn't mean that you're not more sick. And therefore, when you explain what the post can mean, that it means not that you're going to die today, but that your situation is going to be worse and you're going to be a weaker person, and you explain to them you're going to get the kapara, the Torah cares for you, those are the type of explanations, and it's worth missing davening and coming late to davening and leaving in the middle of davening to make sure that that is the case if you believe you're the person that can do that. This is the part I think is important for all of us to hear from Rav Untermeyer. And it's a big schus that you don't even know who he is, most of you. And, and you're seeing here what type of thoughtful, interesting man he was. A gone, really. A really a great thinker and a, and a great human person who cared for Klal Yisrael. He says that um, the Mishnah tells us Averos benonim lechavero yim kipper is not mechaper. Now, what does that mean when we say Averos benonim lechavero yim kipper is not mechaper? Every Avera that a person does has two parts. It has benonim, well, an Avera that you do to someone in Lashonara, Onos Dvarim, Gezel, all those Averas that we're talking about, you hurt someone's feelings with Onos Dvarim, all those Averos have a, a partial benarim lechavero, but there's also an avero lo sonu ishas achim, lo sigzo, lo seilech rochil. If you aren't mafayas your friend, but you do tshuva, does Hashem take away 50% of it or the part that's nogeya him or not? What's the halacha there? Rav Unterman says, if you look in the mafarsha, it seems to them God says, if you don't get get mechila, I'm not being mochel my part either. It's still lo tingzo. It's still lo toni ishas, al toni ishas alchim. It's still lo toni ishas alchim. Until you get him to be maskin, I'm not giving you kapara. In fact, Rabbi Zarya de Rossi, the famous Morenayim, and Dr. Kogan, you know what I'm talking about, a famous historian and, and, and writer, from Manta to Italy, says, <laughs> in fact, if you don't take care of, of Beinodom Lechavero, Hashem doesn't take care of, of the Beinodom Lamokom parts. Im lo ritzas chavero oz gam haver shebeinodom Lamokom on his So we've got to work very hard on this. So obviously, one of the key elements of this period of time, not just between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, right now, is to be Maratza or Haverim, and, and, and making sure that these Haverus aren't hanging over us. He says, there was a Talmud Chacham that Rav Unterman knew, who was a Rav in a certain city. And there was two people fighting in that city where the Rav was, 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 was the Mori Haram. And this fight was terrible. Each one didn't talk, Loshanara, Malshinus, a lot of bad stuff. So Rav Unterman asked this Rav, why don't you get involved? Why don't you try to make shalom between them? So he says, look, do I need to spend so much time? This is such a complicated matter. You think, I'm the Rav, but, but this is going to this is gonna be, t- it's just such a big job to do. He says, what do we say in, in, every day? 
It's it's one of the biggest mitzvahs. In fact, we want the world to be knocking. The world is going to be nidon acharov. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to judge us on Rosh Hashanah based on most of the world. And one Aveira can be machriya the whole world. So Rav Unterman told this Rav, you want to do tshuva v'halacha? You better try to make peace between these makaitas. Because you know what? You, you, I'll take care of myself. Your friend is saying Loshanara. Your friend is, is, is involved in sinna. Your friend is doing all these things and the families are fighting each other. That's going on. That's going to affect you as well. It's going to affect the whole world. So once Rav Unterman told that to that Rav, he said, okay, I'll go and try. And he was, and he was successful. And the family stopped fighting. In fact, he says, there's another reason why we need to have Shalom between us. And we should try to, try to make Shalom if we can. Now, Moshe, I want to say here, and you know what I mean, if you're not qualified, don't try. <laughs> if you're a Rav, and you have a position, and you have influence, then maybe you can make Shalom between people. If you don't have the, the skills, I would tell people they should be very careful about this. But if you are in position, and you have been granted certain pastoral skills, don't say, I'm not going to get involved in this. Now is the time to get involved in it before Rosh Hashanah and during this Yimei of Ratzon. But there's another reason, he says. On Yom Kippur, there's a din of Simcha. How do we know? The Tor quotes a Nusach. I don't know if the Sephardim say this Nusach, but the, I think Chabad does. Moadim was Simcha. Richard, you'll tell me if that's true. Chagim was Manim was Sason. They say on Yom Kippur. Where's the Simcha Yom Kippur? Well, we know the Mishnah says it's like a day of Matan Torah because of the Kapara, the Luchas Akronos. But there's also. I think a, we say it also. You do say Chagim? You do say I think so. Simcha on Yom Kippur? I think so. Okay. Where's the Simcha Yom Kippur that you say Moadim was Simcha? Simcha? The Targum Yonason on that Pasik of Tishpishu Shabbatchem, the Erev Ad Erev Tishpishu Shabbatchem, the Targum says, Tahavun Simon Somchon. Fast, Vishofton Shovichon, and don't do Melocha. And what does it mean? Vaavdin Zimnin Moadechem Bechedva. You have to feel a sense of Chedva on Yom Kippur, a sense of Simcha on Yom Kippur. Now, if a person is let's say a person is still didn't make Shalom before Yom Kippur. He's still in a fight with that person. Again, whatever happened, he wasn't, he didn't accept his mechila, he didn't try hard enough. Do you really think you could be besimcha Yom Kippur? You're going to shul and this is a guy you, you give the cold shoulder to? This is a guy you know has kindness on you? And, and, and what, are you, what are you trying to do? You're trying to be shakua betfilo bevidui upachad yomadin. The only way a person can be besimcha, Rav, Rav Unterman says, is to feel a sense of brotherhood and shalom. That can create simcha. And if you have that, then we can all turn to God. And the vakish tlichal das b'nei Yisrael, a gerogar b'tocham. 
But if you're still fighting with someone and other people are fighting with someone, there's no way they can really, as we can't really split ourselves. At least he didn't think so. We can't say on one hand, uh, I, I, I'm connected to God. On the other hand, this guy is a shmendrick and I hate his guts. Uh, and, or he's mad at me. And even if you think that, I don't know why he's mad at me, but if you haven't made up with him and tried, that is going to eat at you. And that's going to stop you from having the yishavadas in the sense of simple. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.